The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On the first day of the week, two of the disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about 11 kilometers from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead of them as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in and stayed with them. When he was at table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. These were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then he told what had happened on the road, and how he had made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's Gospel from Luke chapter 24, we have one of the great stories of the resurrection appearance of Jesus. And this story really does apply to all of us. It's interesting that on the very day that Jesus rose from the dead, he spends most of his day with these two, who are not the apostles, not the big names, but well, one of them, we don't even know who he is. So Jesus spends most of that first day as he rises from the dead with these two. And only then in the evening does he go into the upper room and encounter the apostles. So it does really show us that Jesus wants to manifest himself to everybody. No one is without God's love. 
Now, there's a few things we can learn about this encounter, both from the side of Jesus and how he approaches the two, and from their side as to how they encounter Jesus. It all has to do with how we, as a people, can help others and ourselves encounter Christ. Let's begin now with Jesus. Notice that Jesus knows everything that has gone on. He's been really there at the center of the story. And he gently comes to these two who are walking away from Jerusalem, the holy city. Everything in the Gospels is tending toward Jerusalem. But they've turned their backs now and they are despondent. They're going back. Their hopes are dashed. And now they do not believe in the Messiah because the crucifixion. But Jesus gently comes to them and simply asks a question. What were you discussing among yourselves as you walked along? And then he listens. That's a beautiful way to approach other people who may be suffering. Not to ignore them, not to say, well, that's their problem, but to gently inquire that you're interested in what's happening in their lives. That's what Jesus does. He approaches them, he meets them where they are at, even in their despondency. Then Jesus does something else when they start to say, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem that has never heard these things? He simply says, what things? Again, very gently inviting them to bring him into their situation. And they do. Then Jesus is able to open their hearts to the scriptures, where he begins all the way back into Genesis because he begins with Moses, and Moses wrote the first five books. And so Jesus would have taken all of those messianic prophecies in the Old Testament and interpreted them in terms of himself. So he would have begun right there at the Garden of Eden where the woman and her seed would crush the head of the serpent. That's a messianic prophecy. In Genesis chapter 3, he probably would have gone on to Genesis chapter 22, where Abraham is willing to sacrifice his only begotten son, and Isaac willing to carry the wood up Mount Moriah. And that's just a type of what's just happened with Jesus, as the Father is willing to give his only begotten son to fulfill what was stopped there in Genesis chapter 22. Jesus would have gone on to Exodus chapter 12 and the first Passover, and how an innocent lamb had to be sacrificed and the blood put on the doorpost of their homes for them to be saved, and how that now applies to Jesus. In fact, John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So Jesus would have connected the dots for them. He probably would have then gone to Isaiah in that suffering servant Beautiful chapter 53, which talks about the crucified Messiah and the book of wisdom, the righteous man who is persecuted by the evil ones who want to test to see if God will save the righteous. The book of Jonah, where Jonah spends three days and nights in the belly of the whale, which is a type of Christ. All of these things now begin to make sense to these two. They would have known all the Old Testament. They would have heard these stories before. They couldn't connect the dots until Jesus came and opened their hearts. Now that's something we're called to do as well. 
which is why it's very important to read the scriptures every day and to see the Old Testament and all these prophecies, how they are fulfilled in Christ. And we have all of that now laid out for us because of the teachings of the church, easily accessed. It's just very, very good for us to be filled with that good news to give an answer for the hope we have within us. If, let's say, someone who is despondent or in a crisis comes to us and says, well, who is this Jesus after all? Now let's approach it from the side of the two of unknown despondent Cleopas and his friend. They also play an active role because all they're able to perceive is a stranger. Their eyes have been hidden to the real Christ, but seeing a stranger approach them and asking, what is it that you're discussing? They could have just said, go away. We're really not in the mood. We're really despondent. We don't want to talk to you. And that would have been the end of it. But they didn't. They said, welcome into our discussion, into our lives and our suffering. And they lay it out before this perfect stranger. Now that is a gift that all of us can imitate because we're in a family of parishes. And let's say someone new comes to town or wants to join the parish. They know nobody. So for all their concern, we're strangers. But we could come and simply introduce ourselves and say, well, let's get to know each other and share stories. That's the beginning of how to proclaim the good news. Well, then, having then invited this stranger into their hearts, when they get to their home, they insist that this stranger come and dine with them. So that's the charism of hospitality. They've invited this stranger in to have a meal. And in that time, sharing a meal with someone really brings them into the intimacy of friendship. That was well known, hospitality. In fact, the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 13, says, always be willing to entertain strangers because by doing so, you may be entertaining angels unaware. And here they are entertaining Christ. So from both sides, from the side of Jesus and the side of these two, encounter happens. And we can take on both of those dispositions. Now, the main point of all of this Emmaus story, of course, is the encounter with the breaking of the bread. Because that is certainly the Eucharist. The first Mass celebrated after the resurrection is by Christ himself in the home of these two. And it's in the breaking of the bread, which is a code word for Eucharist. We see that in the Acts of the Apostles and elsewhere. Their eyes are finally open to see Christ. And then Jesus disappears. Why? Because he wants them to know that from here on, the way they see Christ in his real presence is going to be the Eucharist. So notice we have the liturgy of the word, and Christ break it, opens the Old Testament as they walk along, then the Eucharist, and we have what's going on right here, the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And here we are, ourselves on the road to Emmaus. Now notice what happens to these two. Having their eyes open, they recognize Christ. He breaks open the scriptures, their hearts are burning. The first thing they do, they don't go to bed, 
and wait till the morning. Right there at the middle of the night, they go all the way back to Jerusalem because they need to tell the story. And they tell it to the apostles who are there in the room. And what happens is now they receive greater news because those apostles have themselves now encountered Christ. And they were saying, the Lord has indeed risen. He has appeared to Simon. And then they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known in the breaking of the bread. So it's all very relevant to us today. We are the two on the road. We're also the stranger. And we're here at Mass to unite both together in the encounter of the real presence of Christ. Let us rejoice. The resurrected Christ is alive and he wants to live in our hearts. And then for us to share that good news with others who may be despondent, who may be doubting, and now are going to receive our good news.